Hello, everyone, and welcome to At WCSU, the podcast that reveals the inner workings of Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz, here with Pete Puccio, and today we will talk with Dr. Missy Alexander, the Provost and Vice President of Academic Affairs, who is also our most frequent and most popular guest. She has promised to answer all your questions about the semester we are about to conclude and the semester to come. She's kind of like the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future, all in one, you know, without the chains and the scary howl. Is that how you would describe her, Pete? Uh, I abstain courteously. <laughs> That's the politic thing to do, I guess. <laughs> Anytime you're, you're comparing people to the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, I'm, I'm just going to steer clear. Because I would take that as a compliment, but uh, you never know. Oh, yeah, it is a compliment. There's okay. no question. Well, then, yes, absolutely, so, I agree. Yeah, good. So you share the blame with me if it's a, get, we get into trouble. Exactly. All right. So here's uh, Dr. Missy Alexander. So, Dr. Alexander, how do you feel about the semester we just had? Well, it's been an adventure, but I would say we've been very lucky at WCSU. <clears throat> um, of course, all the gearing up was fraught with uncertainty as we planned for distance spacing in the classrooms, whether or not everybody would wear their masks, keeping the six feet apart, using all the hand sanitizer that was distributed all over campus, and most importantly, what's going to happen in the dorms. I'm happy to say that here we are uh, just minutes before Thanksgiving, and it looks like it worked. It looks like our protocols were very good. Uh, we've had no evidence of any spread in the classroom, and we've had minimal uh, uh uh, illnesses in our dorms uh, and quarantines. We were very uh, proactive in our quarantining practices and our contact tracing. And so when we got any word of any uh, exposures, it was a quick lockdown and it seems to have stopped things from spreading. So I am thrilled that that is how the fall went. And that is about the COVID-19, of course, uh, that making sure that we're all healthy. The other part of the conversation is about the learning and the learning has been, you know, a mix of uh, hybrid courses where the students are in the classroom part of the week and then online the other part of the week. There are fully online courses that we call asynchronous, which means that the students have weekly assignments, but they have no specific login times because there's no live. And then uh, there's also the synchronous online learning, which a bunch of our faculty are using, which does meet with the students live in a kind of lecture format online. Our apologies to Dr. Alexander. This is the point where the recording stopped working. Uh, we'll cut now to the end of the interview, after which uh, Paul and I will do our best to uh, fill you guys in on, on what you missed. Thanks and apologies again. These are all things that we were already doing that we will continue to do. But yes, I mean, this summer, in the midst of us all reeling from the pandemic, the um, uh, Black Lives Matter movement became more pronounced 
more people became aware of it. It's been around for a while, folks. It's not new. But I am glad that this that the the voices are getting louder around those issues. So yes, I have Scholars in Action this evening that uh, has a bunch of uh, faculty who deal with specific communities and uh, in terms of immigration, in terms of welfare, in terms of uh, uh, security, uh, and uh, and they'll be talking about some of the ways that um, the issues of race and equity intersect with their disciplines and how they teach their students and how they prepare their students to um, to function. So I'm very excited by that dialogue this afternoon and, and or this evening, and um, and that is a good thing. But also, it's important to know that um, we also took on some other conversations, right? So uh, working with our chief diversity officer, Denia Minia Delgado, uh, there's an action plan for equity on campus. Uh, and this isn't a response to inequity. It's a proactive response to wanting to be better, mm -hmm. right? So I'm currently working with uh, putting together an ad hoc committee to look at our curriculum and just develop a template for thinking about equity in our curriculum, right? So the departments can take a look and faculty can take a look at what they do. So uh, this is underway. We're not neglecting the issues of, of equity and social justice. Similarly, there's an exploratory uh, discussion about research related to policy and policy in, in, uh, particularly around issues like uh, access to education, access to healthcare, access to uh, to uh, ec economic opportunity, and whether or not we can propose and advocate for certain uh, policies, right? I don't know if that will move forward, but it's a good discussion for us to have. Lots of this work goes on all the time at this campus in small mm -hmm. pockets. The question is, is there room for us to bring it all together? And I'm, I'm excited to have the conversation. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm happy to have the conversation. So we are working uh, to be better. Remember that WCSU serves a wonderfully diverse student body. And it would be neglectful not to be continuously asking ourselves, are we serving them well? Mm -hmm. Are we replicating some of the systemic uh, inequities on our campus? And if we are, can we fix it, right? Um, and it's hard to fix everywhere, but it's easier to fix on a campus than it is in the larger society. So we should take the lead. And that's that's been good. That's been good conversations this semester. Mm -hmm. And I, I anticipate them continuing throughout the spring. Um, as we move forward on both of those discussions and more scholars in action, actually. <laughs> so it'll be good stuff. Yes, good. So do you get to take a little time off now? Um, well, I'll take some time off, not not this so much this week, but in the winter session, I suppose. But I'm not <laughs> sure what, what time off means. <laughs> <laughs> it's world. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get my usual vacation, which is really bad. I can't get yep. on a plane and go to a beach, so I'm going to have to figure out a new way. Oh, poor me. I know. <laughs> I'll take a little break, and uh, but mostly I feel like things are less frantic now, mm -hmm. right? Uh, again, because we did well this fall, I don't want to jinx it for the spring. We have to keep doing what we're doing or it won't work, right? right. 
But if we stay the course, I feel like, okay, a lot of the uncertainty of that piece is over so we can focus on other things. And so it's not quite as strenuous as it was uh, starting in April through, I don't know, October. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it was, it's been, it's been a whirl, but you know, we've, we've, we've done well. So it is what it is. Yeah. I'm much more optimistic now after talking with you. Oh, good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Well, you know, I try to be optimistic even on my darkest days. So, uh, you know, uh, but this isn't one of them. It's it's a, it's a lovely day. And uh, like I said, it's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And that was our goal for Campus Residence Life. We've made it. So it's That's a right. That's right. Thanks very much for joining us today. It will get your message out and uh, we'll talk to you next semester too, okay? Okay, have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks, you too. Okay, so uh, yeah, bad news. We had some technical difficulties and lost the vast majority of uh, the interview that Paul just did with uh, Provost Dr. Missy Alexander. So uh, we're going to take it upon ourselves to try and recreate as best we can uh, some of the stuff that we missed. So we think she pushed the wrong button or something, Absolutely right? not. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming the gods of technology first and myself second. Oh, okay. And then her and then me. Exactly. Good. So I think the parts we missed were she thanked the students. She was very complimentary about the students and the faculty and staff for following the protocols. Everybody wore their masks in classes all the time, all the students, all the, uh, um, you know, everybody was conscientious about protecting others uh, on the campus. And that includes um, residential halls where there's a lot of people crammed in together and it was harder. And we've had a few cases there of positive uh, outcomes, but uh, positive tests. But overall, we did really well. We did a lot better than all the communities surrounding us too. Yeah, everybody did a all great the- job. She was she was great about pointing out some specific people, Pano Kukopoulos and Luigi Marconi, uh, specifically yep. for all the work that they did leading up to it that allowed us to kind of all do our part and and keep everybody safe. And uh, right. one thing she said that really stuck out to me was that you know, the the safety part we got down, and the learning part um, we did well, but we can do better. And that we're gonna we're gonna work on making sure that that we can make as temporary as it is, make this new way of doing things work for as many people as possible. And she was very committed to that. So, yeah. And actually, there may be more people that uh, some of this works better for coming out of this, maybe online is better for some students than um, and can uh, make education more accessible for them. <clears throat> but as she pointed out, especially this asynchronous where uh, assignments are posted online and there's very little uh, lecturing, live lecturing and things like that uh, isn't for everybody. But all the hybrid went well and all this, and a lot of the synchronous too. So I think we'll see more uh, movement into using online to teach 
in the future. She was very clear that we are not becoming a an online-only university. We'll always have brick and mortar. The combination is a good thing. Yeah, and this allowed us to to learn kind of baptism by fire, but you know, to learn how to do some of the online stuff better that we didn't really know how to do well before. So, that, like you said, yeah. for certain people and in in certain cases going forward, this will be um, you know better for some people. That's right. Uh, at the same time, we're accessing online uh, technology for theater and music to do their productions. Those are coming up that you can everyone can access. Uh, Scholars in Action is a every semester kind of activity where four or more professors talk about their um, research. So it's not hasn't been just all about COVID and the pandemic. There's been learning going on and um, community going on on our campuses. I felt better after talking with her. I, you know, I was I'm pretty optimistic about the next semester, but she pointed out a lot of concrete things that are happening that'll make that uh, we think will be better for everybody involved. Yeah, I, I felt better too. And unfortunately for our listeners, uh, they're going to have to take our word for it because uh, <laughs> we don't have <laughs> her speaking for mm. them to hear. <laughs> mm. Luckily, we're very trustworthy. There you go. You have to believe us. <laughs> <laughs> we can prove we talked to her. We have the beginning and the very end of our conversation. There you go. <laughs> But we're too afraid to ask her to do it all over again. <laughs> do you have uh, Do you have big Thanksgiving plans, Paul? Oh, I was going to ask you about yours because you, on the one hand, have these big families that love to hug and kiss every time you see each other. And on the other hand, your wife's a nurse who uh, wants you to be in a bubble, right? So exactly. what's your plans? Yeah, no, we, uh, we have... We've been, my wife and I have been together for about 10 years, and every year we've done both, you know, holidays at both families' houses. So for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, we've done, you know, we've gone to my parents' house and done Thanksgiving there, and then gone to her parents' house and done Thanksgiving there. So this is the first time in 10 years that we're, not only we're not going to both, but we're not going to either one. So we're going to... Wow. My family's doing their own tiny little Thanksgiving. Her family's doing their own tiny little Thanksgiving, and we're doing ours. Um, it's going to be very strange. It'll be the first time in my life that I've ever had as few as uh, four people. So yeah, it's going to be really weird. I mean, in both your families, uh, families of origin, I mean, they bring in the food by the wheelbarrow, too, for oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, they're, they're all insane. Yeah. There's bathtubs filled with... Food and stuff. My I mean, wife's family, especially, they're they're completely crazy. Um, so I'm assuming they're just going to do the same, you know, food for 25 people, but just have six or seven or however many are there at the house. So. Maybe they'll put some leftovers on your porch and you can eat <laughs> yeah, some. Of- we'll, we'll see. Let the critters get it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, no, it's been a it's been a big topic. We're trying to figure out how to you know how to reinvent the wheel. Three different ways. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how about you? Pretty much the same thing. I've got four kids. Two of them will be staying where they are. One in Chicago. One in Washington D.C. My younger son, who lives in 
Charlotte, North Carolina, drove up in uh, one stretch. When he walked in the door, he was wearing two masks and a face shield, <laughs> but he had uh, two tests just before he left a few days apart, and they both came back negative, so he can take off all the uh, paraphernalia now. And my younger daughter, who's 18, is back for spring, not spring break, winter break, and so we got them. We'll have four. Great. All together. Yeah. And we'll Zoom with uh, the other kids and the granddaughter. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Weird. We'll spend a lot of time on Zoom. Very, very weird. It is weird. We're already looking forward to next year. Yep. That was another thing that uh, Dr. Alexander said was that she's hoping for fall of 21 to to be like fall of 19 you know 2020 is just kind of a lost year in between so it's definitely you know you can definitely it'll be thought of as the lost year we didn't have commencement we didn't have uh uh, you know a lot of activities on campus it was tough all around but we made it through yeah Last half full kind of thing. <laughs> Almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have two weeks left yep. and finals. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, for yeah. you and me, it's like, uh, you know, we're just wandering the halls of the corridors <laughs> in the basement of Whitehall, right? Looking for other human beings. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't even looked at the, uh, to see if there are any events or anything. I don't. I'm assuming a smattering of virtual things. Let me take a quick look. Yeah. These uh, theater uh, productions coming up. Off the top of my head, I don't know the dates. Let me see. It must be on the calendar. Uh, Yeah, it's a bunch of... Kind of the usual, the usual, there's a virtual Reiki, November 24th from 12 to 3. I'm assuming brought to you by, yep, the Institute for Holistic Health Studies. Uh, Some study halls and things. Um, Yeah, it's all, all kind of the standard virtual stuff that's been going on all semester. Ah, November 29th from 2 to 4.30 p.m. Be More Funny is a virtual theater event. Be More Funny and Other Short Plays as part of a virtual series, New Works, New Voices. Uh, it says, for tickets, go to wcsuvpac.eventbrite.com. So November 29th, 2 to 4.30 p.m. Good. One of the upcoming I'll go to that. theater events. Mm-hmm. Just uh, keep an eye on the, on the WOW. wcsu.edu slash WOW for any upcoming events. Yeah. If there's an activity, it'll be there. Because we inform everybody about everything. <laughs> that's your job. <laughs> yeah, that's our job. All right. Well, Pete, I hope you and your families have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll uh, come back afterwards and, uh, you know, survey the wreckage. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you too. <laughs> For Pete Puccio, this is Paul Steinmetz and at WCSU. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Folby. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.